As we bring a Islamic finance series to an end, we explore challenges to the growth of Islamic finance and how innovation and technology in this space could change the sector as we know it. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Africa's market share of the more than $1.7 trillion Islamic finance market is still a paltry 1.7%, despite having demographics in favor of the continent. The growth forecast stands at 10% with new dynamics like pandemics shifting government sites to its sukuks. But what are the hurdles the continent has to jump to move the percentage from 1.7% to 10%? And, and that is the enabling environment on the ground. Because of uh, the f- because of how IF works from a legal and structural perspective, the impact of this um, uh, and, and the viability of an IF product service structure, especially, for example, from a tax perspective, requires that the government provide an enabling environment so that um, you know products and services are encouraged to you know to uh, to develop within a jurisdiction. Um, so you know, uh, 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 so so governments need to do. You know, need to provide this uh, infrastructure to uh, sort of develop that, uh, uh, you know, develop that sector. The other area, and that, and and, it, and and flowing from that is the on-the-ground expertise. So you know, um, because uh, uh, you know, you have pools of expertise across the continent, especially in the, uh, you know, in the more active markets that I've already mentioned. So you, you know, I've mentioned. Uh, Kenya, South Africa, Nigeria, Egypt, um, you know, these, uh, Rwanda, these places are, have an active finance market, but the pool of experience and expertise in that market from a, sh- for IF products and services also needs to grow. But, you know, before they can do that, they need to be, there needs to be that industry in, in that market. So these, you know, these are the large macro uh, points that need to be uh, considered from an IF perspective. And then there is the education piece, you know, the education piece. There is the misconception that uh, IF is only for uh, uh, people of a certain faith. And I, I hope I, in this limited time that we've had this conversation, I've demonstrated that it's not actually you know, there is this increased um, acceptance of the alignment between the principles of ESG and IF, and and the young uh, younger generation, Generation Z, see this particularly, and they are attracted by it. Uh, but you know, the wealth creator generation uh, and and you know um, uh, certain parts of uh, 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 certain parts of society, there is still that education piece, awareness to understand that actually this is a form of financing. Even even though it adheres to a certain pr- uh, principles of of Islam or a certain religion or certain belief, actually, you know, you're getting you're getting the same end product at the uh, you know uh, um, when you uh, subscribe or when you invest or when you um, when when you when you borrow using this kind of particular financing, um, and you know it's it's not closed to uh, believers of that particular faith. So I think it's a mixture of an enabling environment by local governments. Um, uh, but also uh, this uh, education piece that needs to be done so that, you know, you create the market at the same time supported by, uh, you know, by, by the success stories that are there elsewhere, you know, like these uh, sovereign sukuk issuances, 
in the countries that they have done that, you know, they've always been oversubscribed. You know, in places like Nigeria, you have the globe's largest uh, uh, Islamic banks that are operating on the continent. They're doing fantastically well. But we're not celebrating this enough to, you know, uh, for people to uh, understand and be educated more about that. Faisal Bana, Director, Middle East, Africa and India at Jersey Finance, joins us once again to answer that question. Uh, the short answer to that is yes. Um, and it is it is constantly uh, innovating. It is constantly um, uh, trying to better itself. And, and, and the beauty of IF is because of these structures are based on this underlying economic activity. This develops as the market develops. Now, one of the key challenges, Ruth, for the progress and uh, uh, penetration for, for IF globally, including in Africa, has been um, the inability uh, to uh, of market access. Now, with technology, with the use of technology, um, uh, the investment that would be required traditionally comes down significantly. But also at the same time, a larger part of the population get access to it. Now, if we use the example of uh, mobile money uh, and, you know, this uh, mobile money apps and how they have transformed the lives of unbanked, uh, for example, in Kenya and other parts of East Africa, that concept, if you translated that concept to the entire IF sector and the innovation that's coming and that's being developed across the globe in, in the finance centers, like London, like Malaysia, and even in Jersey, we have a you know we have a a, um, a, a, a huge fintech drive. You you find that uh, you know these these products, uh, the, this innovation is going to um, going to help create this market segment and hopefully increase the uses the users of the industry, so that uh, you know more and more consumers. You know, the, the more consumers you have using this uh, sector. The more demand you have in that sector, the more products will be developed and the more the infrastructure will improve. So governments would be driven by this demand. Uh, you know, so, so I think, um, you know, innovation is going to play a, a, a leading part in trying to, uh, in trying to develop that market. Now, even from a governance perspective, we look at ESG, for example. And, you know, if you, if you, if you accept or if your listeners accept that there is this alignment between the principles of IF and ESG, then even monitoring that ESG is technology will play a key part in that. You know, technology will monitor how uh, products, services, and structure adhere to these principles. You know, they'll monitor the performance. They'll monitor. So you know, all this fits into this uh, narrative that technology is going to be the leading driver of the growth of the industry. That was Faisal Bana, Director, Middle East, Africa and India at Jersey Finance. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The Central Bank of Kenya retained its benchmark interest rate at 7% during its January 2022 meeting as expected to continue supporting the domestic recovery as inflation expectations remain well anchored. Policymakers noted that inflation eased to an 11th month low of 5.7% in December from 5.8% in November, mainly due to lower food prices, and it is expected to remain within the central bank's target range of 2.5% to 7.5%. Meanwhile, 
The recently released GDP data for the third quarter, together with leading indicators, confirm that the Kenyan economy rebounded strongly in 2021 following the easing of COVID-19 restrictions and the impact of government interventions. The economy is expected to remain strong in 2022, supported by the continued strong performance of the services sector, recovery in agriculture and an improvement in global demand. The bank's monetary policy committee, however, warned that there were elevated global risks with the potential to impact the domestic economy. Mozambique's central bank also left its benchmark interest rate steady at 13.25% during its January meeting, citing heightened risks and uncertainties associated with fiscal pressure, climate shocks in the country, and the increase in oil and food prices in the international market. Policymakers noted that headline inflation slowed to 6.7% in December of 2021 from 6.8% in November, helped by the moderation in food prices and a stable exchange rate. For the short and medium term, it is anticipated a slower acceleration in inflation, reflecting the stability of the medical, despite expectations of higher prices of food and oil abroad regarding growth, the bank maintained the prospects of improving economic activity in 2022, supported by the relaxation of COVID-19 containment measures at a domestic and global level, the execution of natural gas projects in the Ruvuma Basin and the greater dynamics of the external sector. And a quick look at the markets, the Johannesburg Stock Exchange All Share Index jumped to 2.1%, to close at 73,797 on Wednesday in line with global peers lifted by commodity and mining companies. Petrochemicals giant Sasol was one of the top performers with the company shares rising by over 7% helped by rally in oil prices. Meanwhile, investors focus their attention on the U.S. Federal Reserve policy announcement later and wait for more corporate reports in the U.S. Also, geopolitical tension in Eastern Europe remains in the spotlight. Domestically, traders wait for the outcome of the South African Reserve Bank's first policy meeting of 2022 on Thursday, at which policymakers are widely expected to lift the repo rate to 4% to curb inflationary pressures. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial and if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial. And you can find me at The Don't.